Well, this evening, we continue our series through what we call, or what we've been calling At the Core. You might remember back to June the 14th, where we introduced our church's brand identity. We've anchored our identity with our mission statement as Castleton Community Church, that we exist to lead people to know and trust Jesus. Part two in that series is what I'll be preaching this evening. It has to do with what you would call our tagline. I had uh, thought that I would just tell you to look at your neighbor who is wearing your shirt, but since chances are you don't have a neighbor wearing your shirt right now, I'll hold one up. Our tagline, you'll find this on the back of the shirt, it says, bold faith, grounded love. Bold faith, grounded love. My task for this evening is to show us how to use that tool and what we can do to reach out with the love that's reached us to our neighbors in the community where the Lord has planted us. For us to do that, let's, we'll turn our attention once again to Ephesians. Uh, we're not just going to be in one verse, but I will read the verse that has inspired the most of our mission statement and tagline. That is Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 17. Ephesians 3 and verse 17. This is the word of the Lord. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love. Brothers and sisters, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you join me in a brief word of prayer? Father, this is not the way we had planned to gather for worship, and so we need your help. We ask you to help us to push past the disappointment and distraction of plans changing and things not being the way we visualize them. Would you help us to hear from you through your word? Would you help us to come away strengthened in our inner parts, in our very hearts, where Christ dwells? Would we have a sense of his stabilizing and securing love that allows us to be bold, bold in our access to you and bold in the way we reach out. Would you help us as a church to be faithful witnesses in the community of Castleton where you've placed us? We pray all these things in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Growing up, my family spent quite a bit of time in the United Kingdom we came to realize why England is so famous for so many things related to tourism. Wonderful castles, an incredible city of London, so much history, so much to see. And for all the things that England is famous for, no one would say that they are famous for their cuisine. British food is, well... Nothing to write home about. We figured that out pretty quickly, even though we were there for an extended period of time, we found ourselves pining for some good old-fashioned American food. We went looking through London to see if we could find something that we might recognize, or even that would uh, fill that void in our uh, American hearts for some good old-fashioned American food. And what did we find? Kentucky Fried Chicken was our salvation. Turned out there were a couple of them that opened up in London, and it lived up to what our minds had uh, imagined. It was crunchy and savory and everything you expect for KFC. Now, I'll always appreciate KFC for that moment in my childhood. 
And yet, as I've become aware of the way companies operate and different ways that they market themselves and, and try and give people a taste of who they are, I've become uh, appreciative of the way they use something called a tagline. You may have heard it. The tagline for KFC is, it's finger licking good. Finger licking good. That's a great tagline because it communicates a whole lot in just three short words, finger licking good. It brings to mind that Kentucky Fried Chicken that I loved so much all those years ago and still do. It also brings to mind a casual atmosphere, somewhere where no one's gonna yell at you for putting your elbows on the table or even for licking your fingers clean when you're done. See, a good tagline, it gives you a little taste of what a company, an organization, or in our case, a church is all about. How will we give a taste to our community of what Castleton Community Church is all about? Well, one tool that I hope to use is four words that are printed on the back of those shirts. Four words, one tool to help people get a taste of our church. Bold faith and grounded love. We'll look this evening at those two phrases individually, bold faith and grounded love, as we ask the Lord to work among us, to help us to boldly reach others with the love that has reached us in Christ Jesus. Let's begin with that concept of bold faith. For that, I want to turn your attention to Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 12. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 12, this is how it reads. In Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. Now at this point in the letter to the Ephesians, Paul is describing the benefits of being in Christ, that relationship where we are brought into union with him. And as he does so, he speaks of a reality that is true for all Christians. We have a sort of boldness in the way we can approach God. No longer are we fearful of what we might find if we were to go into God's presence. No longer are we barred from the very portal into his presence by angels or a flaming sword. No, instead, we can go forward in full confidence, in boldness, because Jesus has opened the way for those in him to experience the very presence of God. I love the way that old hymn, And Can It Be, describes it. It says, bold I approach the eternal throne. And brothers and sisters, that is true for each and every Christian that has ever lived. If we are in Christ, that means we have the ability to have this bold, confident access into the very throne room of heaven. One way that certainly plays out is in our prayer life. We, we're confident that when we pray, that our heavenly Father hears us. That we have a hearing with the king over the whole universe. We have boldness in our access to God. Certainly when we talk about bold faith, we should think about that bold access. That's one of the things we need to do if we are to be effective witnesses. But there's a second way that Ephesians uses this idea of boldness 
that I want us to focus in on. That's in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 19 through 20. Ephesians 6, 19 through 20. Paul writes, And also for me, as pray for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. For I am an ambassador in chains that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. I love the Apostle Paul for a lot of reasons. I love the fact that he recognizes that he needs to be bold and for as fearless and bold of a man as he undoubtedly naturally was, how he shows here an example of how he would ask others to pray for his boldness. Turns out this is something that Christians need fresh doses of again and again. Divine boldness to open our mouths and proclaim the gospel. It's been over a decade since I went through uh, evangelistic training called uh, EE or Evangelism Explosion back at the seminary where I was trained in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, One of the things that they did is that they wanted to get people over that hump of just being bold enough to start an evangelistic conversation. I remember our trainer telling us we all need help being bold for the sake of the gospel. So they would take us out to, uh, to malls and areas where people were shopping and they would just encourage us to just go and try and start up a conversation and see if you can direct it toward spiritual matters. And uh, for some people, particularly for the introverts, that was a, a faith stretching experience and yet it was helpful for all of us. Because every Christian needs help being bold to proclaim the gospel of Jesus. Now for us as a church, I hope that these truths will lead us to be the sort of church that regularly prays for bold faith to open our mouths and share the gospel. That when God gives us an opportunity with a coworker or a neighbor or a doctor, that we would have been praying for that very moment that when it arrived that there would be grace to enable us to be bold enough, yes, even to potentially cause offense or experience rejection, to be bold enough to open our mouths and speak about the God whom we represent. I hope one thing you see whenever you see that tagline of bold faith, I hope you're reminded to pray, to pray for your own boldness and for the boldness of the rest of your members of your church that we would have this sort of confidence to speak about Christ. But I, I hope that there's another thing that, is, that happens. I, I hope you don't just pray for that sort of boldness. I hope every time you see that tagline, then it prompts you to actually be bold in that way. Think about it like you are putting on a uniform that describes you as this very thing, as being a bold witness. Would the Lord help us not to wear a shirt that isn't true of our church body for us to actually open our mouths and be bold for Jesus. It's been hard during the COVID pandemic, uh, certainly for an extrovert like me. I love being around people. I love those organic opportunities to just meet new people and to even have those turn into evangelistic conversations where I can share the good news of the gospel. 
uh, being away from people for so long, it meant very, I've had very few of those opportunities. Um, I started eating, uh, having lunch meetings outside, you know, where restaurants where they let you space out outdoors. And uh, the second of those meetings, uh, I got the, the restaurant a couple minutes early, and the person that I was meeting ended up being a few minutes late. And I thought to myself, well, Lord, maybe, maybe you would let me use this time to share the gospel with somebody. As the Lord would have it, there was no one else in the restaurant, so the server that came over, he wasn't very busy. We started talking, and I just asked him a question. I said, hey, you know, has, has this COVID pandemic, has it been hard for you? Has it made you afraid that you might die? And I could see immediately that it struck a chord. He, he said, yeah, actually, you know, he, he had some health concerns, and he opened up about how he was fearful, what might happen if he caught COVID-19. Then I asked him a follow-up question. I said, hey, w would it be all right if I shared with you how I have confidence during this pandemic? And he said, sure. And I had a wide open opportunity to share with him my confidence that my eternity is secure in Christ Jesus. The whole conversation went about 15 minutes. I've been praying for him since. And I, I hope one day, maybe the Lord will let me pick up where I left it off. Now, I don't do that perfectly all the time. Uh, by no means am I the world's greatest evangelist. And yet I, I can't help but pray that the Lord would grant us more boldness as a church. That we would be characterized by the words printed on the back of our t-shirts with a, a bold faith to speak up and see if people might listen to what we have to say about the one we know named Jesus. One tool I want to give you with this is a conversation starter you can use if someone happens to see that tagline, bold faith, grounded love. You could ask them this question that keys off of that idea of bold access or faith. You could say, if you met God today, do you think he would be happy to see you? If you met God today, do you think God would be happy to see you? And if you feel like you have some traction with that question, maybe you follow it up with a follow-up question. Can I tell you how I have confidence that I am welcome in God's presence? At that point, I think any one of us should be able to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus. I hope we will be people that are known for our bold faith and share the gospel with whomever God brings into our way. But let's also recognize that boldness on its own is not enough. Boldness can in fact be an excuse for boastfulness, brashness, even being overbearing. And that's what brings us to the second uh, balancing uh, part of our tagline. It's not just bold faith, it's also grounded love. Grounded love. And you can see how that second, uh, that, that second part of our tagline is drawn from Ephesians, the language of Ephesians 3.17. That you being rooted and grounded in love. We're going to unpack what that means precisely. But uh, a, a high level summary would be secured. Secured in the love of Christ. I don't know how much you think about how security is such an important part of being able to enjoy anything. 
Last year, there was a little girl in Pittsburgh who was on a roller coaster when her seatbelt malfunctioned and sprung open on her lap. Now, thankfully, she lived to tell the tale, and yet I am sure that she was glad to get her feet back grounded on the floor because it turns out you can't really enjoy a roller coaster unless you are secured. Now, let's recognize that we are a people that are secure in the very love of Christ. That is the the very thing that Paul is uh, uh, trying to explain here, that we are able to experience even the heights of relationship with God and Christ Jesus, even more than we can imagine, because we are secured in his love. And he describes that with two different metaphors, one from agriculture and the other from construction. The first from agriculture, you being rooted. Now, I was going to talk about the nice trees that you were all sitting under this evening. Now, obviously, you're, that's not the case, but we can all, are, all are familiar enough with trees to understand how important roots are. Roots obviously bring nutrients to trees. They're important for that reason, but they're just as important for security. They provide the tree with stability. The roots go deep into the ground. They keep the tree from toppling over even when the winds howl and push against it. Deep roots provide security. A grounded tree can branch out without fear of tipping over. The the second metaphor is of construction. That idea of being grounded, uh, another, uh, some translations have it as established. It's a a building term used for either laying a sturdy foundation or building on top of one. The idea is a stable, strong base that can withstand a heavy load. Or you might say it this way, that each of us are cemented in the very love of Christ. Christ. Brothers and sisters, would you think about the reality of who you are and what you can do in Christ Jesus? You are established, secured, grounded, loved. You can reach out, you can branch out, you could even go out on a limb because you are rooted, safe, and secure in his love. You can Show the love of Christ by bearing people's burdens, even when the things they are dealing with are weighty and you're not sure that you have the strength to stand up under them. You can have faith that you will not crumble because the ground beneath your feet is the very love of Christ. The love of Christ holds you, stabilizes you, strengthens you, secures you. And brothers and sisters, that means all you are doing when you reach out to someone is reaching out with the same love that has in fact already reached you. So when you see that tagline of rooted faith, grounded love, I hope you remember that you are supposed to reach out with the very love of Jesus. Uh, That certainly means reaching out to some people that are Very weary and heavy laden. There's no shortage of them in our world today. 
the world is spitting people, uh, chewing people up and spitting them out at record pace. We no longer live in the era of live and let live. No, now instead it is show me your virtue and make sure you show me demonstrably enough. Not only is that impossible, the standard will always keep changing. There will always be someone else that needs to be taken down by the mob. It's frankly exhausting. Trying to keep up and be on the bleeding edge of all that is exhausting. People are not meant to live like that. Brothers and sisters, that means that you have an opportunity to show the contrast of Christ's love. You can welcome people. You can show hospitality to them, not because they have earned it from you in any way, but because you're reaching out with the very love that reached you. I'm so thankful for the way I've seen hospitality in outreach play out in our church family. I can think of at least three uh, people that regularly were attending our church services on Sunday mornings that were not believers. And the only reason they are here is because you took the time to love them and show them the love of Christ. We need to remember to reach out with the love of Christ and that means reaching out to weary and heavy, the weary and heavy laden among us in our community. It also means though, Frankly, paying attention to our tone. Our love needs to show up in our tone as much as the message in which our wor- the words we speak. Uh, there was a second part to that EE training back in the day. They took us out and told us to be bold, but they also told us, chill out. <laughs> chill out. It turns out over the years, they figured out that more than a few people and uh, a moment of righteous zeal would go out with a desire to show that they were right, to bloody their proverbial sword, to defeat someone in conversation and in so doing, somewhere along the way, their tone was very harsh instead of reflecting the love of Christ. Brothers and sisters, realize you have no reason to go into a conversation with your dukes up. You've got no reason to fear The love of Christ has already secured your future. You've got no reason to be self-righteous to the person you're talking to. You're only in the kingdom of God by a gift of grace that you did not earn in the slightest. You've got no reason to be ashamed, even if this conversation doesn't go well. You're already a beloved son or daughter. You've got nothing to prove. Not in this conversation, not in any other. And that means you can walk in with no chip on your shoulder, no ax to grind. You're just reaching out with the love that's already reached you. I had the opportunity a few months back to go to lunch with an unbeliever that had been invited to our church. I spent most of the lunch just listening to him, asking him questions. At one point, I asked him the question, do you think God loves you? And he got really serious, and he says, I'm not sure, but I have a hard time believing he could. He explained the many things he had done wrong in his life, and how if God existed, surely he would not be pleased with him. Uh, It was a wide open opportunity. I asked him if I could share some good news with him, and I went on to share the full gospel message. His sins, yes, they were reprehensible before a holy God. Yes, he was a sinner, and yet there was grace to receive him. He could have unlimited forgiveness before God. 
at the end of it, he had tears in his eyes as he looked at me. He said this. He said, you know, some of what you said seemed a little harsh, but I can tell that you care. I don't pretend that that was because I did my job particularly right. But I think when you reach out with the love of Christ, just reaching out with the love that's already reached you, I think people can tell both that you love Jesus and they can tell if you love them or not. Keith and Kristen Getty I think capture this really well in their song, Oh Church Arise. We sang it last week. There's this one awesome line in it. Talking of the church, it says, we're an army bold whose battle cry is love, reaching out to those in darkness. When we see that tagline, bold faith, grounded love, I hope we remember to open our mouths boldly. I hope we remember to speak with the very love of Christ as we share the gospel. I want to give you a, another way you can use that tagline as a conversation starter with people. You, you don't necessarily have to get all the way through the gospel every time, but it's a good way to find avenues or on-ramps to gospel conversations. And here's one you could use. You could ask them, does God love you? How would you know if God loved you or not? Can I tell you how I know that God loves me? Now, if you're somehow uh, on this stream this evening and you're not sure if you're a Christian or if you're sure you're not, I would be remiss if I didn't make sure that you heard the very gospel message that I am speaking about. Maybe you need to ask yourself that question. Does God love you? Oh, many people assume that God would love them. I mean, they're not that bad, right? Maybe you feel differently or maybe you agree with that. But what the Bible presents with us is that God doesn't love us because we are lovely or lovable. He doesn't love us because we do enough good things to get him on our side. No, in fact, the Bible says that all of us are enemies of God. That even though he made us all and put us in a good world and gave us so many of his blessings that we have rejected him and sought to live for ourselves as masters of our own lives. The Bible calls that sin. And it says the penalty for sin is eternal death, punishment away from God in the very hell made to torment those who have dared to transgress against his holy law. According to the Bible, the bad news is that none of us can save ourselves from this enmity against God. But the good news is that this God is also loving and merciful. And he did something none of us deserve. He made a way for sinners to be forgiven. He sent his son Jesus to come and live amongst us as one of us. To live a perfect life. And to give his very life up as a perfect sacrifice for sins. So as Jesus died on a cross 2,000 years ago. We believe that God punished Jesus in the place of all those who come to God through him. And as a result, they are forgiven. Forgiven of every single one of their sins. Unlimited forgiveness with God now and forever. That same Jesus, he died three days later. He came back to life. And in so doing, he guaranteed that he could do what he offered to. 
to raise us to new life, to give us an eternity with God in his presence, not in fear, but with confident access because we've already experienced the love of God through Jesus Christ. If you're tuning in this evening and you don't know God in that way, you can know that God loves you. If you'll turn from your sin and believe in Jesus Christ. If you don't know how to do that, find a Christian friend. They would love to tell you how. Or if you don't have a Christian friend, call the church. One of us would be glad to talk with you about how you can know God loves you in Jesus Christ. For us as a church, we hope to be reminded again and again that we need to be bold in our faith and grounded in our love in Christ Jesus. Opening our mouth to speak of him to those who need to hear him and showing the very love of him, his that reached us. Reaching out with the love that reached us. One of the stories that I heard recently that I think exemplifies this best is the conversion of Rosaria Butterfield. I know a number of our ladies read her book on hospitality and how to use that evangelistically. She has a heart for just that sort of outreach because that's how the love of Christ reached her. She was a practicing lesbian, very much involved with queer studies, a professor in a prestigious university, writing academic journals against, uh, writing articles and things in journals against Christianity. When she ran into two people she didn't think existed, Ken and Floyd Smith. An evangelical, conservative, theological pastor and his wife who opened up their home and their life to her and with bold faith and grounded love walked her through her discovery of what it meant to meet Jesus Christ. This is what she wrote about the way they did so. She said, they didn't identify with me. They listened to me and identified with Christ. They were willing to walk the long journey to me in Christian compassion. It wasn't a quick conversion in her telling, and it wasn't a peaceful one. And yet, undoubtedly, she became a new creation, forgiven of all her sins and made new in Christ Jesus. Because of the bold faith and grounded love, of a pastor and his wife. Brothers and sisters, as we stand at the beginning of our journey together as a church, as Castleton Community Church, would we live up to the tagline that will be printed on our shirts and our mugs and put up on our website? Would we be known as a people that are bold in faith and grounded in love, that reach out with the love that's reached us? Amen.